You are now in the mind of Gen Z. What's up, everybody? This is your host, Justin. Yo, what's <laughs> up, guys? It's your host, Alex. We are in the cut with our boy, Luigi. What up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of In the Mind of Gen Z. Hey, we're yeah. back. No, we're, we're, we're not back, but uh, <laughs> sorry for the inconvenience, but we have a little bit of uh, news for you guys. Why don't you break it down, Ponce? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're breaking up with you guys. Can't do this Mo- momentarily. Can't do this no more. <laughs> yeah, we, just need, we just need a break, a, uh, a large a, break. We're having a what writers call a what is it, a creative uh, writing block, writer's Ride, block, writer's block. Yeah, yeah. But basically, it's just that we've all been too like busy with other things going on in our yeah. lives. And to be honest, like we want to give you guys like the best content we could give out. Like we just don't want to like half-ass things. Yeah. We figured we'd rather. Uh, take a step back and yeah and you know like for season two when we started at the studio i felt like it was cool until like we had to make the drive and uh you know yeah. had to actually plan stuff and like yeah. originally when we started uh podcasting uh we liked what we just did at my place and we had like a chill environment back there we just just chilled out and uh, i feel like that's when we were at our best yeah the other thing is like the studio is so far from all of us yeah. the whole ass like half an hour drive to get there and then find mm-hmm. parking and this whole thing yeah. whether well, is it your house it's like right it, down the yeah, block yeah right on the block you know we had so, uh, coffees and stuff and everything like that but yeah this one, like on the go <laughs> yeah so justin's pad is still getting repaired you know uh but we will be back january for yeah, sure we'll be back in january just <laughs> yeah, some good content. Yeah. we just need some time off we're gonna finish school we're gonna get the fuck out of there <coughs> yeah, yeah we're trying to get out of there the most fast we can we'll be back better and stronger. business business and busy people <laughs> <laughs> anyways anyways man it's kind of actually been a minute i feel like i know dude yes. did we record last week no no, no. <laughs> it's been two weeks right yeah, no no it's, it's yeah, Sunny was the last episode. Whoa, damn, we've been gone that long. I'm telling you guys, but no, for real, like we've been busy. Like we fell off the wagon. <laughs> we've been busy with stuff. It's just you know, sometimes you just gotta try to balance school and your hobbies and uh, podcasts, and realize uh, you can't do it all. So you gotta yeah. take a step back. Well, I mean, you, you, it's weird because like when you try to pile it all on, like nothing comes out as good mm-hmm. as if you only had like two things going on. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've had that problem for a while. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. School started next week. It was probably going to get even worse for yeah. us, to be honest. Yeah. But, 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 we are going to mastermind this upcoming episode. We got like four months to do it, and it's going to be dope. <laughs> and I'm telling you. Oh, season, I mean. Back season at the crib. Three. We're going to be chilling. It's going to be fun. Oh, comfy. We're gonna be, we'll be on YouTube, too. And oh, yeah. Oh, so I just, I also, yeah, I just bought a new camera. So I have to learn how to use it fully to its uh, potential. But yes, sir future tiktok yeah, stars something like that huh pog daddies catch us on <laughs> i feel like uh i feel like ever since i've been doing uh, <laughs> ever since i've been doing the pot though i feel like i haven't really had time to do uh, photography as much so once i did sell my other setup and then i uh hopped back in because yeah. i was like all in or all you know nothing so yeah. i bought everything i needed and actually like went all out and i picked up the camera and i was like bro like i missed this I'm like, Man, I've been, yeah i've been like doing i've been busy so <laughs> this would be nice to get everything back and 
we'll be back better. I feel you, bro. No, I feel that same thing, though. Because, like, uh, yeah, like, just this week, I've had enough time to, like, finally look at, like, uh, you know, stock options and Forex yes. again. I'm like, oh, look, it feels nice to be back in here. Because I have been there, like, since, like, freak, like, November, dude. Yeah. It's been so long. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, man. You know when you're just zoned in, you know? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, That's yeah. how you know for it's sure like a little, that, like, that's uh, fun for you. It's weird. It's like, uh, I almost compare it to like a train, you know, when you get uh-huh. like momentum into something. Uh-huh. And then after a while, it's just like, whew, it just takes <laughs> off by itself. There's like a, there's a whole book on it. It's called Power Versus Force. And like, at first you have to like push your things, your way through things. Yeah. Like when you're working out, you have to push it, push it, push it. But eventually it becomes a force and it just pulls you in. Yeah. yeah. That's where we're at right now. Yeah. That's where we're, not, we, with pod, not with the pod. Yeah, yeah. The pod more, uh, not with the pod. Not with the pod. It's more of a power. <laughs> we're pushing through to it. Yeah. But, uh, but eventually, eventually it's going to be like, a dope thing you know it'll be dope we'll um get we'll get there mm-hmm. but on that note on that note we want to talk about pimps and pimping uh, you know the weather's looking a little gloomy the fires are all uh <laughs> extracting everything from uh, around us so uh, oh, yeah it's like apocalypse now huh everything's yeah it's like gloomy as hell we're, I was watching this, we're in hell talking, yeah there's yeah. like the colorado river's drying up yeah canada's burning up too Dude, it's crazy. So Taliban taking the over. Taliban the Taliban taking over. Taliban taking over. We've been gone so long. We got so much to talk about. We didn't even yeah. really know it. <laughs> Dude, what about the Taliban? That's so crazy, huh? This is, this is a wild thing going on. I think the world itself is uh, getting pretty bad right now. I mean, not just that. It's just, uh, you know, the Delta, uh, uh, the variant of the virus <laughs> and everything. And people... You know, this is a time where everyone's going back to school and all the kids and all the controversies of all like, you know, kids shouldn't wear this or I'm my son's going back to school and this and just why are we still wearing masks? I got my vaccine. It's just, yeah. it's just, oh, and they, just have, they have like a whole ass shortage of like st- of, uh, of uh, teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Teachers and all like all these workers, too, because people aren't going back to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. The world's a weird, weird place right now. You know, it's crazy because. I personally like really don't feel it that much. Like just like in my little bubble, you know. And it's uh, not until like I look at the news and I'm like, God damn, like, this, like, this sucks. Bitch is burning uh, up. Yeah. It's falling apart. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, where we're at right now, Utah has the worst air quality in the world. We're yeah. number one. <laughs> we're number one. number one is something. Yeah, yeah. put us on the map, boys. Let's keep it up. <laughs> you, if you ain't first, you ain't. Yeah, yeah. you're not first. You're last, yeah. baby. Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Yeah, but today we want to blow your mind and maybe ease up on everything that's going around you and maybe educate you on some things that we kind of have knowledge about. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's somewhat of an observation. Yeah, uh, observation. The Gen Z observation. Maybe that should be like a yeah. preface for everything. It's a, a Gen Just Z observation. Pro- observation. I don't know even know if it's a topic, but it has to do with yeah. like it's it's a few different things combined together, and and it comes to like one conclusion, and I think it's. You know, since all of us in this room have, like, sales experience, right? Yeah. Either in one thing or another. Like, Louis still works a, a sales job. I, I did sales for close to four years. I know you do sales with J Media of yeah. that sort. It's more like a personal selling for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you probably don't haven't gone through, like, the all, like, the, the weird sales tactics that most places will uh-huh. teach you when uh-huh. you're working, like, fully commission-based. So I want to talk about that. I want to talk about like uh, this book. It's called, uh, uh, what's the name of the book? It's called uh, Pimp um, by uh, Iceberg Slim. I think it's just called Pimp. But in the book Pimp, he talks a lot about, well, 
the art of pimping because yeah. it is kind of an art right but yeah. it, it, it's kind of like sells it's it's same at the same time but we kind of want to tie it all into like um sort of like the interaction that people have with one uh from one to another and like the the manipulation that takes place and how people like get into like uh powerful circles or how like they they, they reach up uh in order to like climb a social ladder mm-hmm. through like manipulation and sales and like being able to like talk their way through anything even if they don't have the skills to do so um but yeah man let's just start off with like with like sales like i don't know bro like like justin you tell me like when you when you're presenting something something mm-hmm. to someone because you told me recently you like you didn't have your portfolio <clears throat> on you yeah yeah but you found a way to like uh you know you're, you're quick on your feet and you found a way to like really sell yourself mm-hmm. without having like an actual material there like yeah. how do you how, how does your business go work out like that bro honestly um i feel like for me um having like a personal business for photography is a lot more difficult because you have to present yourself and you also have to tell yourself why is your stuff better than the next person right yeah you can't just beat their prices the quality of how the picture looks is really important your style how fast you are at giving photos back to somebody right it all just um it really just depends on the person but the thing is i feel like you really have to have the confidence as well right to uh to, to sell to sell it and uh just kind of before or even most of the time not now but uh one thing my sister always told me she was like hey no matter what you do in life you got to fake it till you make it mm-hmm. if you don't know what you're talking about act like you know what you're talking about mm-hmm. you know yeah and yeah. uh I, I actually took that um i took that i took that to heart pretty 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 heavy just because like you can use that anytime in life oh right? yeah Unless you're talking yeah. to a pro. <laughs> Just talking to a pro and they're doing than, it themselves. Unless you're talking to a pro. Exactly. And then, <laughs> so, they're like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking about? So when, I started, <laughs> that yeah. to me. so when I started photography, it was like, uh, it was, eh, yeah, I was okay. I wasn't bad, you know. I didn't really know too much of the aspects of uh, editing or changing the dials to make it look like super clean so I don't have to do too much to it, right? But uh, the more I got used to it and started getting better, 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 and uh it was just like it, it just took off and then that's where your mind switches yeah someone comes up to you they're like obviously everyone knows i take pictures every time they see me from like a friend on instagram to anybody's like, oh yeah bro i love your pictures they're so dope you know I was like, oh thanks bro how much do you charge so i don't have a set price yeah. my set price is based on your attitude no one mm-hmm. knows that oh, yeah, yeah yeah nobody knows that but it's based on your attitude yeah. if i like you and I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm going I'm to be like, all right, well, this is your price, right? This is what I do, though, to people I do like. Um, I don't do it too much anymore, but this is for more of, um, uh, I'd say events or something that they ask me to do, like birthdays or something. I'll be like, hey, so uh, here, we'll just we'll, we'll run it through right quick. So all you got to do is sell it to me. Tell, tell me, no, I'll sell it to you. You all tell right. me I- that you need... I, I need a wedding or something. Wedding pictures. Yeah, wedding pictures, right? <laughs> All right, go ahead. Yeah, so uh, I'm getting married uh, next week <laughs> to a man. <laughs> I need some wedding pictures. Oh. Um, what's your price? Okay. Well, first, um, thanks for uh, looking at my stuff and trying to book with me. Uh, so for next week, I'm actually pretty booked out. When, when is yours again? Tuesday. Tuesday? Taco Tuesday. Uh, how many hours did you need me for? um were you thinking all day or is it just probably like three hours three hours oh, yeah. okay so i do have another shoot that's going on that day but if anything i can send my team there and i can go over there and shoot for you 
So that being said, uh, since we're friends, I usually charge up to about four fifty to five hundred dollars. But because you're my friend, I'll do it for two twenty. But don't tell nobody because this is a special deal between me and you. Whoa. Really, all I did was give you the exact price that I wanted and how much I actually charged for it. But you think that as a friend, I gave you that discount? Yeah. You see oh, what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. I'm already thinking in my head, fifteen steps ahead of what you're thinking. All you needed yeah. was a photographer. You didn't know. Oh my gosh, honey, he's giving me a good price. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, he's giving me a good price of that. It's like. Yeah. Yep, I'm giving you a good price, but the way that I'm explaining it to you, I'm making it be more sentimental, where it's like, hey, I got you, bro. I'm going to send my team here. I don't got to shoot that day. Of course, you're my only right. shoot, but you're paying me the exact price that I needed, Yeah. and I'm telling you, I'll do it for this much, and I'll do it for this much, but really, that's just the price I have. That's dope. What if yeah, you came back and it's like, oh, somebody else is charging me 200 What would you say there? And I'll be like, oh, but here's the thing I also do. I also write contracts. I, yeah. I used to write uh i tell them ahead of time a lot of people i say a lot of people write contracts with you but all i do is a deposit if you lose that if you need to do if you want to book with me you need to do that deposit right now that deposit is going to be 100 to 200 dollars right yeah and if you cancel on me you do not get that back but if you do choose to book with me i promise you i won't let you down and you're going to love these photos because i promise that it will be coming out chris and you'll get it back in a two-week notice time yeah would you drop it to 200 though hmm? if he told you that if he looked at me and said and he was somebody like, yeah. else charged me 200 would you do 200 no someone charged him 200 but the things that i'm saying is feeding him more to me because yeah he just I'm dropped his friend. price from 450 yeah. to 250 yeah. that's pretty <laughs> solid yeah 450 to 250 but you gotta know you have to bro you gotta know that you gotta think you're the shit you know what i'm saying right if you don't believe in yourself or in the product that you are you're gonna be trash that's why i've been telling right. people hey I charge people four fifty because obviously you like my work and you know it looks good. But yeah. for you, I'm gonna do two fifty. And he's like, "What? Two fifty from you? Yeah, I'm gonna take that over this basic photographer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's all about masterminding right before them and manipulating them to let them know that you're the best. That you're the best, and I'm giving you the best price. But you got a point though. Like you got to have confidence in yourself and mm -hmm. your product. That means you got to be good at what you do yeah. most of the time. But yeah, I mean like. Because, like, it's hard when you're doing it for a company, right? Uh -huh. And then, like, you're selling, like, some fucking abstract thing, like, yeah. life insurance. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> like I did for many years. And, yeah, that was, like, the main thing. They're like, they're like um, one of the main things they had to do when I was selling life insurance is that you have to, like, watch, like, the motivation videos and all this shit. Just to, like, get, like, yourself really to like what it is that we offer, right? Yeah. And it's hard because, like... You, obviously you connect with your pictures or your that's your art that's uh -huh. your pictures mm -hmm. that's what you that's your passion right mm -hmm. fucking life insurance bro it's just like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have life insurance how the fuck am i supposed to sell this to someone yeah. but you know it's it's just like first i have to convince myself that this is important and then i have to try to convince someone else mm -hmm. of how important it's going to be for them and then doing that it's just like a it's I, I, the, the reason i was saying it's probably like an extra step further and harder is because you have to like first convince yourself of something that you that you don't feel right and then after that try to sell that shit and yeah. trying to sell it when you don't have confidence is nearly impossible you have to have confidence in it mm -hmm. and like you have to like build this fake fake aura of like who you are and the salesperson and like what your product is mm -hmm. and who your company is and how you back it up and how you fucking love life insurance yeah i don't know <laughs> do you feel this at all like in the type of sales you do yeah like i felt it when uh it's like when you're not in 
you're inexperienced that's mm-hmm. what i felt it more like since we sell like all sorts of industrial tools yeah like i remember when i first started that sales position um that we would they would do 500 calls which are pretty much people calling in that they need some random stuff like you don't know what it is they need they're just gonna call hey do you guys have this yeah so when they i remember when out they put me this threw me on the spot like all right let's see what you got oh i was like nervous i was, I was like really nervous because i i didn't really know like i knew the basic tools but like when they say all these like special cutting tools or like special type of nails for a special type of metal i was like i'll just kind of go oh, oh okay give me one second let me yeah. look it up here and i go on google real quick and like try to like figure out what it was you know and people know because you know somebody has been working with these tools for like more than five ten years right they know everything the specs what grade or, and then me that it really started i, I was like i sound like an idiot. Yeah. and like uh-huh. they would talk to me like that like okay it's this and this and i feel like that too like if you're like you said, like Justin, you know, that's his artwork. There's love behind it. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to put more emphasis to getting the best you can. Yeah. Like learning all these things. And when like with me and Ponce, it's like we're working for a corporate, we're working for a company that's not ours or something like that. You kind of don't have that like. A little oh, bit like, of cold feet. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you'll learn it just because you need to because it's your job. But uh, like that love's not there. So you're not going to be like, oh, you know, like backing it up kind yeah. of you are going to back it up because you're going to want that sell yeah yeah for sure the other thing i feel kind of too is like uh when you have uh when you sell something that's not yours it, it depends on the product too mm-hmm. it completely depends on the product but sometimes like i've worked with companies that are very um uh not sketchy like uh sleazy about uh, their tactics uh, uh but yeah when i was doing a car insurance or property casualty like the fucking company i worked for is, is just the sleaziest fucking dirtbags ever <laughs> but they didn't care they were never gonna see these people again so it didn't matter if these people were making two thousand dollars a month they they needed me to sell them a fucking six hundred dollar policy for their fucking <laughs> beater ass lexus and i'm like mm-hmm. god damn like all right and like it's, it's weird because you know, I don't know. Cause, do you guys know what sociopaths are? Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. Some people are like sociopaths, you just don't feel, you know. But I'm kind of an empath, bro. And I'm an Aries, which means I like to feel. Just kidding. But like, no, nah, like I would just, I'd have a, I'd have a hard time trying to sell these things to people because I didn't, I didn't feel good inside. And like it's that whole like thing about like integrity and like, mm-hmm. and you just have to like. I figured I was like, I just got to get over it. I got to get over my own like feelings and emotions because. Oh, apparently what matters to this company is the bottom line which is going to be the profit and Mm -hmm. they pay pretty well so yeah man i've done like some really fucked up sales where like i don't feel good about it at the end like i got the sell you know but i'm like god damn like this person this person's gonna be fucked yeah (laughs) like i go through that like customers it's all contracted like everything's like on a contract so like they already have a set price and everything and that's when i learned like you know set margin and profit i learned like and like everything like how it's from mm-hmm. a manufacturer they make it for like five cents yeah they sell it to like in bulk to to you for like a dollar per thing so they're already making like margin and a big profit on there and and you sell it for even more higher yeah to, you know to like your customer and stuff but like yeah. for us like it's, we don't really feel back it's like a set mart like it's a everything's contracted right right yeah yeah, yeah so, it's not like individual people yeah or, uh, like but it's, <laughs> i think it's pretty good because i feel like you know it's almost like a good life skill to learn i mean i'm not saying manipulation itself but i mean i'm saying manipulation in a way that you're able to use those skills and you know utilize it in the world and like like i said my sister told me fake it till you make it and to this point now where i'm doing photography i don't have to you know jump to the ropes like that i can just tell them straight up how it is because your work shows now 
you yeah know? so i don't mm-hmm. have to do that but uh yeah you know, i really think whether you're selling something or you're doing your own business um it's it's very important to learn how to m- manipulate the system but not in a bad way the way i'm saying it is like you got to believe in your own product not when you're selling to somebody right obviously some sales places when you have a place you gotta they have a script when you call them out in america or american first uh if i send you to an automation can you put in your four digit pin yeah you know automatically it's like that so if someone's trying to scam you you know for sure that's not the same thing because they they kind of embroidered it in your head that that sit that verse you know that the same sentence is like if i send you to an automated system can you put in your password right yeah so that's like in that's their that's their uh what do you call it their script but for us it's like whatever i'm selling now the way that i think about it is before you sell something to someone make them believe why you like it who cares about what they do just tell them how much you like it you have to have basically your own testimony about it, right? Right. So you're going to say, oh, man, I love the mouse. The only reason why I love it is because it does this, this, and this. And I'm a firm believer if I do this and this mouse goes off like this, man, this is going to be perfect. And the guy's like, wow. And you're like, you know, I'm not really telling you to buy it, but I'm telling you that this is such a great product because this I use it on the day-to-day basis. Yeah. I don't use it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you got to believe it. But you got that's that little – that's what I'm saying. Not everyone is meant for sales yeah. or just kind of – I guess you can call it lying, but lying with boundaries, you know what I'm saying? Right. Lying for a good reason, because I also did the apparel, you know, where I did that thing, and I looked at the margins of the guy, and he was like 100 shirts for 600 bucks, right? I was like, all right, looking at that, how can I upsell that and make about fifteen, twenty-five hundred dollars Did that in matters of a week, but the thing is, I put my team together too, and I told my team, I told them straight, I was like, hey, you're not going to get no money back, just remember that. Everything that's going in is going to keep rotating through. And I wanted to see how everyone also was able to manipulate the other people. and Just like sell, you know, sell. <laughs> and I think it's really cool to just see how everybody works. Wait, what is this? You know? What did you do? What, For what Division. You remember Division? Oh, the brand that yeah, you had? Yeah. So I had literally 100 shirts. Yeah. And before I even sold it, you guys remember on my story on Instagram or Snapchat, I'd hype it up. Hype yeah, up, do videos. Good back, promoter. <laughs> yeah, and uh, because uh, division is on a big, big break. If <laughs> I don't know, I, I let Deep Boy take over. But uh, <laughs> but basically, um, something that I never told anybody is I started off with only one shirt. Yeah. And I was I was hyping that shit up. I made my sister wear it. I made her take it off. Let my other sister wear it. Took it off. Let my brother wear it. Let all my other friends wear it. Off of one shirt, and they were said. They, oh, and I said, the pre-sale just hit yeah and bro no no cap my whole dms were popping in that week we sold out like that i had about 13 for i had about 2500 dollars in my venmo account damn yeah why did you keep it going but you know i just felt like you got to put all you're all into it right and right now it's just kind of like a learning brand yeah it's just kind of like a learning curve for me i love business i love the aspect of business and you know communicating with people that's why you know like i said if you don't really have too much of a great communication skills it's it's not really going to get you anywhere but yeah if you know how it works it's all about talking to people you gotta you gotta believe in your own product bro. right whatever right. You yeah know? for yeah, sure especially the clothing apparel it's like That's a what I'm hard, it's like a hard industry oh it's yeah like really competitive no one cares like anymore yeah. yeah it's all about that it's yeah. like you know when you live bro like people go probably to you all the time and it's like man you can get cut well like what do you do that's that's right away whatever you do 
you're selling yourself and they're like you don't have to pay for that yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah for real you know what i'm saying Every- I, I thought about that man i could have been selling my like uh my, my tips way long ago yeah but no i do feel you bro i remember i, I feel like i got like my best bargaining skills because i was selling car parts uh-huh and then on the side i was like well this when i was barely going to school too huh i was taking like one or two classes yeah so yeah. i had a lot of time to like be at work and then because i was selling the car parts i could buy like cars from the auto auction and fix them up and we'd flip them and then but you get a lot of people from uh to, for people that don't know people from the middle east are fucking crazy at bargaining bro mm-hmm. oh yeah I don't, I don't know maybe it's a part of the culture or something like <laughs> yeah. people from mexico like from latin america and mexico too but like people from the middle east fuck those guys can bargain mm-hmm. they'll bargain you like they'll, they'll fight you like on 50 cents bro they'll go back and forth <laughs> so uh at first like i didn't know shit about bargaining so yeah. they'll be like can you give it for me can you give it to me for this i'm like sure fuck it <laughs> like fucking like 30 percent off of it. yeah why not um because we had the power to control uh the prices to a certain extent but yeah but it wasn't until like some time in until like the, the guy that sat next to me he was like a hardcore veteran and he'd, he'd like teach me he's like he's like don't budge back they say your price don't budge back you shoot something higher than mm-hmm. you than you feel comfortable with yeah and that you know for a fact that they feel comfortable with right mm-hmm. And then they'll hit you with lower price and you just keep on shooting high and eventually you guys are going to meet in the middle but he said the thing that you got to figure you have to find out is that one of you guys is going to end up losing like it's gonna it's like uh like one of you guys is going to get the price that you want yeah it's very rare that both of you guys will get like this the 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 meet in the middle the, yeah meet in the middle you know and i found that out with cars too like i've had uh i've i don't want to talk about like i've sold hundreds of cars because i've only had a few cars that I've sold, but yeah, like it's the same thing. Like sometimes, like I sold the car and like um, I barely, I made like fucking five hundred bucks on it, and mm-hmm. I just feel shitty. I'm like, fuck, man, I put so much time and effort yeah, into it yeah. for five hundred bucks. And other times, uh, it goes really well, and you and you know, as I've been doing it more, well, as I was doing it more, I wouldn't take the first offer or the second offer. And this guy was like, the cars were like fifty five hundred. He's like, ah, I'll, g- I'll give you fifty three on a spot. I was like, I don't know, man, I got someone coming for fifty seven yeah i'll give you 54 right <laughs> exactly. now 57 he's coming right after you <sighs> fuck i'll give you 55 then and you just saw yep. this fight, you know? <laughs> so like, yeah. and nobody was coming yeah so i feel you bro it's just mm-hmm. like and uh i don't know bro but it's fun it is yeah, fun huh? it's, it's really fun like i said I, it's not for everyone i i, I know luis knows that because he is in sales you know he's in actual sales so he has to learn all that type of aspect and uh i just i don't i think it's fun it's almost like a game to me but it's a game that I feel you need to learn. You know, it's it's gonna be good for you. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a good yeah. life skill. Yeah, bro. It's mm. it's all about like selling yourself too. Yeah. You ever meet some of those people where you just know like, oh, bro, you're getting taken advantage of. Like, yeah. He's, yeah. And I'm, I'm not. <coughs> and it happens to me too, though. Oh, sometimes that's, that's a know? good thing too, though, because if you know, well, not that take, but but like if you're mm. uh, if you're if you're uh, like savvy like that, business savvy. Yeah. You, you, like the the chances you get taken yeah over or uh, advantage of like fucking slim to none you know <laughs> you can recognize a shark yeah shark recognize shark and, and, and it's yeah. super cool just because uh you bro when you go to a, like a a dealership you know who's the worst people i've ever met in my life the dealership people bro that to sell. they're the worst people like god damn they will go any way like you have to play at their game you need to be just as high as them to get them lower like i i don't know um if you guys ever bought like a brand new car on the spot but or even like a used car or just talk to them you know but they'll i wanted a 2014 yeah i wanted a 2014 lexus yeah isf right yeah that specific model 
the only reason why I wanted this because everything up was already too pricey. I yeah. went to the Lexus dealership with my pops, and this is how my pops were because I was watching him. Yeah. All of a sudden, the guy that came out, he was Asian. You know, he was a uh, part of the dealership or whatever. But um, he was a salesman. He came, comes out. He looked just like us, but I didn't say anything. He looked like Laos, just like us. And my dad, uh, he he says something to my dad in Laos, and my dad starts speaking to him in Laos, and then my dad switched back to English. And if my dad switches back to English, that means they're not friends. But he wants to, <laughs> yeah, he wants to know, like, you know, how he's gonna work because just because yeah. you're from the same kind, don't mean he's gonna, you know, oh, he's yeah, gonna be yeah. good. So hey, they, they always send someone from the same kind out to you know exactly, <laughs> exactly. So no, it was weird because what are the chances, you know? So yeah. my dad was like, hey, do you have any Lexus IS two uh, fifties, like? You know, like the 2014. He was like, "No, we don't have any on the lot. This is the Lexus dealership." He said, "We have nothing, but yeah. why don't we get your son in on this 2020? Let's take it for a spin, bro." That shit was like forty-five thousand dollars, six hundred fifty thousand, and he was like, "Would you like this, huh?" And my dad was like, "I'm gonna be straight up with you. You already know." He's like, "I sell cars and I fix cars." He's like, "I know that you're gonna sit here and try to fight back at me and say that I have nothing, but..." <laughs> He's like, I know you guys have some. He's like, no, we don't. We don't have anything. My dad looks at me because he walks out and goes, hey, just say we're going to walk out and leave. I promise you, he'll, he'll come back with a list. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, you know what? My, I was like, oh, we actually just found him one at another dealership. And he was like, oh. Oh, you just did, yeah. huh, and motherfucker? Then, and, then, <laughs> and then he was like this. He was like, oh, we have some 2014s. Pulls out a whole list, bro. Boom, yeah, boom, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, my dad was like, no, let's go. He's like, you know, we'll find somewhere better. And bro, it's because yeah, you can't so even fuck around with yeah, those bro, fools, dude. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to be like, you just got to tell them straight up. Like, hey, I'm looking for this. And if you don't have it, I'm going to walk out. Bro, they're, they're like, savages, bro. They just keep on. Dude, car salesmen are so annoying, bro. They're trying to be manipulated. That's what it is. They're like consistent with what they like. They're horrible, yeah. too. They're like, you can tell straight like bro that's the best but like the car's forty thousand after tax you really can't give it to me for, to, for freaking 39 because i can't do 39 bro the car's freaking 30 the, the car's 40 or no the car's 39 you can't even go 38 he's yeah. like nah bro it's you know it's too much i was like you yeah. can't even whack off a thousand like <laughs> but yeah, that's how it is because i think like the number one thing that i got from my dad he's like never go with the first price you find oh yeah never never ever go with the first price you find because you always find a more expensive or you find uh-huh. a cheaper one mm-hmm. and i think yeah that's, like, that's i think that's like the number one rule that i would go with but like yeah one way that you i don't i don't know if you ever use this but like the the one way to like get over that is as a salesperson is that you always try to like um uh get a sense of, uh, give them a sense of urgency like oh yeah. shit we've only got this deal for today man and uh-huh. it might be gone when you come back <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you know so uh yeah they, yeah fuck man there's there's so much tactics to it you know well, so like, mm-hmm. they're like oh yeah we already got two people coming in to come look for it come look at it and my dad he's just like all right that's fine like if we if we don't if we don't uh if they beat us to it they beat us to it you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. My, 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 like saying i don't give a shit you know yeah, kind of like yeah. that sense and the guy's like oh yeah but we can you know we could always work something out you know and like see he's like, <laughs> he's like always they always have their tactics you just always gotta like act like you like you don't give a shit yeah no really they'll they'll pull you back and be like hey no 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 i, I tell you the car salesman no disrespect but you guys are the worst man like you guys are absolutely the worst people hey sunny hey, sunny sunny, <laughs> sunny was working as one and sunny would tell me like how i because i guess it's fucking i guess the hell of pressure you to sell like mm-hmm. your, your bosses well it's because they make like, commission that's how they're yeah they're, they're, they're fully commissioned yeah. they're fully commissioned but he was telling me i like they're fucking they're like big dicks mm-hmm. like, yeah like they'll like bitch you to fuck out if you're not pressuring someone enough like they want you to pressure someone off the lot <laughs> yeah. basically yeah sunny would get whipped you'd get you'd get whipped in uh in 
a short explanation, what are some ways you can give some people advice to sell a product or sell sell them on themselves? What is what are some steps or something that you can help or that they can, I uh, guess, learn? You know. Well, 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 the first thing you said is confidence. Mm-hmm. So you build confidence through selling something that you actually like, that you believe in. Yeah. Whether it's yours or whether it's a company's. So that's the first thing. You have to believe that it's going to do some sort of good for whoever you're selling mm-hmm. it to. Um, and then second, you have to have confidence in yourself. Like you said, fake it till you make it. Like You mm-hmm. have to seem like a professional. Like You know all the answers even if you don't. And just be slick with it. Um, because, I don't know, man. People are really good at like telling. You know, just calling off newbies and shit. You oh, know, yeah. They, they could tell. And, you know, it's not to say that you won't be a noob. Like Everybody's going to be a noob at first fuck for like even a year or so and honestly third i think is just being authentic really like we talk about like manipulation we talk about like being like i wouldn't even call it manipulation i would call it more like you're you're finding a way to upsell yourself right or your Mm -hmm. product um now uh but you know when you're reading off a script or when you're a car salesman and you have like a when it's very obvious what you're what you're uh what you need uh-huh. like when you come off needy you know when you're like that thirsty guy in the club uh-huh. when you come off after that person you just freak people out i don't know what it is about us but like when you when someone comes up to us and they're too needy like we just like, yeah get, get yeah. the Whoa, fuck off yeah, you know? yeah so you got to be personable and you gotta be cool as well you know and you gotta like it, i think like the most important thing is like it almost has to feel like the person that you're selling to like well you have to come off as like you know in the back of your mind that you need this sell but you don't want to come off as you needing it. It's yeah. almost like, you know, almost like it's not you can take it or you mm-hmm. can't. It's, you know, it's yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I think those are like the, the, some of the best things. You got anything, bro? Add on to, no, I think like what everything with Ponch just said, I think that's a really good summary of like, mm-hmm. if you're really trying to get into sales or either trying to sell like some of your things or actually trying to become a salesman as a job. I, I think like everything we talked about in this episode mm-hmm. should help whoever out yeah i mean just sells sells no sells i mean just sell yourself you know what i'm saying yeah don't don't, don't just sell uh, yourself like a, yeah. a prostitute no don't do that <laughs> but i mean party. like but even if you're doing that type of stuff you have to be a salesperson you know what i'm saying i mean it's not good but i mean you gotta do what you, you gotta, gotta do. do what you gotta do you <laughs> also, know also another thing that <laughs> might be more relevant for anyone listening is that uh, when you go apply for a job bargain on your on your uh, on your salary because yeah, yeah. did you know most people yeah. don't a lot bargain. of people didn't know yeah it's like 80 percent of people don't bargain when like mm-hmm. they have like mm-hmm. a set amount like most companies have like a set amount that they can pay a range mm-hmm. and they'll obviously show, shoot you like the smallest number yeah. and most people will be like 15 bucks an hour cool. sounds good to me yeah, yeah cool. do your research yeah. see how much they've paid and ask them don't be afraid to ask how open are you guys willing to yeah. talk about salary yeah. not hourly. saying not saying we're experts but I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable about this type of stuff. I mean, I feel like it's in your blood almost. You grow up and you either learn it or you don't. You can tell when someone's lying. You can't tell when someone's lying sometimes. It's just yeah. That, well, that brings into like the next topic, mm-hmm. bro, about like uh, the the book, the book uh, Pimp. So I read the book. I, I didn't. I never finished it, but I start. I read it like uh, about a year ago, and uh, and it's basically it's written by a guy called iceberg slim and he was like a pimp i think he was out like in brooklyn or something out Mm -hmm. like in the 1940s and 50s you know so and uh yeah this guy like the way that he did it the way that he was able to like manipulate women in order to sell their bodies for him and then he would just collect the money 
the whole, the whole everything about it like the mind games the manipulation the tactics the the fear that he would instill in them i just thought it was fucking incredible like obviously it's like bad shit you know yeah, like it's, yeah. it's bad shit but like that aspect of it is pretty crazy because did you listen did you I listened the, the whole thing yeah so uh-huh. like yeah i just you know it, it's crazy that a person is able to do that you know because like first of all like most guys like we have like issues like talking to women first of all yeah but then, no, thanks. And then, <laughs> <laughs> i saw that stare <laughs> he kind of looked over thanks <laughs> i'm just saying most guys i'm just saying most guys i don't care anymore <laughs> uh and uh Oh, you know, so that's like one level, right? And then there's a guy who was kind of, you know, you can get girls, and it is like like the ladies' man. But to get a girl to like you so much and to manipulate her into selling her body to other guys, Mm -hmm. and then bring you the money, and then do that multiple times, different type of energy. That's fucking insane. Different type of level, huh? That's so crazy, you know. Like, and obviously, like cells are like in there, right, Uh All, all the way through. But like that level of well, I, you got to be cold and callous, like, and cunning, like, for mm. sure. You got to be kind of a sociopath, I think, uh-huh. in order to do some shit like that. But, like, the level of fucking, that level of cells is, like, is so, so far mm-hmm. above any of us. Yeah, I think of. if you don't know what we're talking about, it's, uh, if you go on YouTube and look up Dave Chappelle, right? Yeah. Is it, yeah. What, what is it called? Dave yeah. Chappelle, uh, you just put iceberg, uh, Dave Chappelle iceberg slim and shit pop up. Yeah. You just kind of write, uh summarizing what happened yeah so like it, a part of the yeah. story so you'll uh if you tap in on that one uh you'll definitely get to hear the story but just like uh what we were talking about is uh, yeah to have a woman do that for you bring you back money sell you know her body for you and still go back to you that's uh that's unbelievable well yeah the, cold-blooded the, the way that he was talking about it too is because as we all know like uh-huh. dave Chappelle, he went to africa and he like turned down the 50 million dollars that comedy central offered him for season three of the Chappelle show Mm -hmm. and everybody was wondering why the fuck dave Chappelle would do this and pretty much throw his career away you know because as a comedian or any artist like it's pretty hard like yeah keep it going you know you're self-employed and Uh anyways uh the way he he connected it because he was saying that the 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 industry the industry was a pimp and he was kind of like the whore you know like and how how like that and how like Hollywood and like the entertainment industry is like that to, to the people they they're uh, you know they they have a way of manipulating their artists and they have a way of like keeping them coming back uh-huh. and while you know the entertainment while the uh, the big corporations are taking most of the money they're taking like you know they could be taking eighty percent while they give like the rapper like twenty percent mm-hmm. and, and you know the rapper feels good. But it's about not really getting. making money, huh? But they don't, yeah, they don't know. They don't know nothing. And they're being manipulated and they just don't, I mean, maybe they have a hint about it, but they yeah. feel good about it. Like, it's, all, it's crazy. It's like, uh, and you know, when Dave Chappelle talks about it, uh, he, he was talking about how, uh, or it's actually in the book too, but Iceberg Slim, uh, uh, he was having trouble getting a, a girl into, like, to, to obey him, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he kind of talked about it like taming a horse you know like yeah. you gotta fucking break it into like into order um so he's so basically one of the stories is that what he had to do was he had to beat the fuck out of this girl mm-hmm. right and then after that he had to like run a bath for her and he had to give her some pills and then that's the part where he said he's like you beat her with the co-hanger right yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> and then you know but then you fix her up you fix her up and you soothe her 
and then all she can remember is how you fixed her up and soothed her yeah. and how yeah. you're like kind of like to exactly. protect her but she doesn't remember how you beat the <laughs> you're the yeah, ones that beat yeah. the fuck out of her <laughs> but he was talking that's what he was talking about the entertainment business said that's how it was to like to the to you know like it's like we're we're gonna manipulate you we're gonna beat mm-hmm. the fuck out of you but but don't worry we're gonna pay you with yeah. your salary yeah. and then he talked about it like that's all of like mm-hmm. everything all of society of the whole the whole working industry sells the seller to the sales the seller to the buyer yeah it's all kind of like the same dynamic you know uh-huh yeah and i don't know man it's kind of like a, a it's like who who could do it the best mm-hmm. who could beat the fuck out of their <laughs> their buyer <laughs> yeah buyer get a bigger portion and still have their buyer feeling like you know like they're the you're, shit you're yeah. getting the you're yeah getting the deal I, that's what i think mm-hmm. is i think it's so dope i honestly think like the way everyone our society that we live in right now just the way that the food chain works it's just a circle it's just a circle no the, it's a hierarchy it's a hierarchy it's a hierarchy, it's a hierarchy yeah. but the way i mean by it's a circle is you know you have the company paying their employers right and their employers oh i'm getting my money and then all we're doing is as us employers as a salesman and stuff we're selling it to other companies thinking that we're giving them a good price but really we're the ones that are really getting lowballed we're not really getting nothing we're the bottom feeders you yeah. know what I'm well we're that is a hierarchy That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 like a hierarchy but uh, yeah. i just meant like circle as in uh, it's just a, a revolving thing that just happens over and over yeah. again you yeah know i'm saying uh, yeah no but like <laughs> my experience as a pimp pimping ain't easy <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can you teach me? <laughs> teach me no, the way. Something I want to add to that, like uh, what I think, I think, uh, well, I don't think it was Iceberg Slim, but they were talking about it. I don't, I don't know where I heard it, but you know, it's I guess it's like in you know in the pimp ways, a lot of the girls, you know, they're they were sex trafficked to that. So most of them, right? Mm-hmm. And then some of them like are kind of desperate for money, you know, because it's the environment they kind of live in you know they're like what you what you could say uh, a low income environment yeah so that you know they the results of that to kind of like get, put foot on the table for either their kids or their family and i do you think that has to do with like them beating them like beating them since like the mental state they may be in is not right yeah uh, for it's sure kinda oh, like, yeah. e- it's kind of like easier that, for them right? like almost a, no doubt being like yeah being a victim have you, like, yeah. have you ever thought about it though uh, think about it in any situation, if someone needs money, they usually always can find a way to come up with it if they really need it. Oh, yeah, for and sure. No, I mean, some people will be broke and be like five, ten bucks in their bank account, but they need a thousand. They will find that thousand in that day if they need it. And we know that, you know, it, I mean, I feel like the mind works as hard as you want to work. Just, yeah, you know, it's like that sense of urgency. It's you know? urgent. You yeah. want it. You want yeah. it. You need it. You know, and I feel like in the state of mind, you got to be in just like you were talking about with the pimp. You know, and then uh, all the prostitutes, yeah, not your prostitutes, <laughs> all your prostitutes that you have. <laughs> but basically, it's like they're they're he really knows as a pimp that their state of mind is fucked. You know, he's, yeah. Off, you're a prostitute. You're selling your body because you don't have money. You got kicked out of your house. You're on drugs. You're doing yeah. stuff that you're not. Supposed he recognizes to. their needs. Yeah, he he knows. And he knows needs. how to supply them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and he knows that. Remember in that uh place he was saying he was like, "There's a little video." No, not a little video. He, there's a there's suitcase. like it's like suitcase, a high, money? No, uh, or, money but there's also a hierarchy there's like the people who are lower too like um he has a girl who controls all of them Remember, oh yeah there's yeah, just yeah. one of them it's just like us in society nowadays we have bosses and stuff and that controls us but really the top feeder is the one that's uh controlling everything you yeah know, man. that's a pimp 
That's right, a- Luis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I think that's very interesting. Dude. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. eventually. I hope, I hope you learn something from that. It's hopefully, interesting yeah. to me. <laughs> I think yeah, I think there's a big lesson in it. I mean, ultimately, like the people who are going to make it is not like yeah, you know, it's not going to be like the most educated. It's not going to be like the ones with like the best resources. It's ultimately it's going to be like the strongest, like willed, strongest, like uh-huh. minded people that have like they just know that just know the game, I guess, right? Yeah. And know how to play it. You know, because like, uh, just one last quick example. Like, uh, uh, who's the guy that had the sex trafficking island? You know, sex tra- trafficking. Oh, oh, what's his name? Um, uh, I know island. who you're talking about. Yeah, I know about. you're talking about too. <laughs> okay, so I don't know. The, the, <laughs> you, you guys know. There's a billionaire. Yeah. Fuck, the billionaire guy, yeah, like a fucking island where he would, uh, uh, it was like a rapist island. He'd take kids over there, and like he he hung out with all t- types of royalty and other mm-hmm. like big entrepreneurs Famous. and shit. Yeah. Famous people. Fuck, I can't remember. Anyways, that guy. But but uh, in the documentary about him, um, they're talking about how uh, he wasn't like he he was working for I think it was like something something in finance, like an investment bank or something. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't qualified. Like he didn't have like the you know the 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 college training and like yeah. everything that you need in order to get into the positions that he was that he got into but he was very good at talking and he was very charming and he was a sociopath he didn't give a fuck yeah so he learned a way to like pull himself up until he got to the top like uh-huh. one of the top ranks as an executive or something but basically the story there was that jeffrey epstein yeah the, the story yep. there the story there was that like this guy who wasn't the most qualified he wasn't the smartest guy in the room. He fucking barely, he, like, he didn't know everything that there was to know about whatever his job career field was, but what he did know was how to talk himself up and manipulate himself to the top. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a crazy, that's crazy to think about, you know, because shit, like, fuck, the best example are probably like politicians in Mexico. There's so many fans, bro. Yeah, those motherfuckers know how to, like, themselves up you know so you remember even that if one they guy? suck as politicians yeah. have, you seen, have you guys ever seen that thing on netflix uh fire festival fire festival yeah you yeah. know how that fire festival was supposed to go down it was almost like a, a coachella or something in that type of way oh yeah, that yeah, wasn't yeah, too yeah. long ago and everyone yeah. posted orange like on their instagram yeah and uh, everyone got to i don't remember where it was at it was somewhere uh, and, like it was, different, it was a private island that they got it on uh right it was like yeah, it was some private off the island. coast of like Florida. It wasn't too long ago, bro. It was like huh. 2017 like that it happened. It was like a big scam. Yeah, and this guy, <laughs> this one guy, bro, hyped it up. We had DJs think they were playing. Everyone went out there. There was only one plane to take them back. Everyone got out there, though, but no way back. Like, what? No yeah. tent set up, no food, no nothing. He scammed. Grip low, bro. Like a, it was like <laughs> oh, rolling shit. loud. God yeah, damn. you'll have to look it up on Netflix. Yeah. Guy got a chance, he got away with it, or? <laughs> no, nah, he got locked in. Nah, he got locked. Uh, that's why. It's, uh, that's why it's on Netflix. It's fucker, a dude. But you got. You yeah, have to watch it. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good documentary. Yeah. But on that note, um, I'm really hungry, so I'm trying to dip out of here. So, thank you for tuning in to another yes, speaker banger. We'll, like we said, <laughs> we will be back better and more alive. More yes. alive. More we'll better. S- we'll start recording in the morning, so we don't sound our gargly and tired yeah. and all that jazz. Yeah. You know, I'm saying you. Yeah. Fucks. <laughs> but thank you again yeah thank you everybody for tuning in these this season of in the mind of gen z yep pause any last words before we dip on out of here uh yeah. no man y'all said it all thank y'all yeah. for tuning in see you gen z yep, yep. Yeah.